0: Mr. Buckley, who of the potential candidates do you think is the best man?
1: I think what you really mean to ask me, but are too shy, is (laughs) who do I like most? (laughs) To which my answer is that as a conservative, I am very much fetched by the programs of uh, Mr. Reagan and also of Mr. Nixon, given also the fact that his experience coincides with his commitment to a series of policies which they endorse.
0: Can Mr. Vidal assess those candidates for us? What do you think of them? I cannot possibly imagine Richard Nixon as the president of the United States. Uh, I think he is a, essentially the hollow man that we always discussed. He voted against public housing, against slum clearance, against rent control, against farm housing, against extending the minimum wage. He said, I'm opposed to pensions in any form as it makes loafing more attractive than working. He's going to give tax cuts to private businesses that go into the ghetto to help the Negroes. So they'll get their tax cut and we'll have nothing in the ghetto, probably, but the rising expectation of what is now revolution. Uh, may I comment, uh, uh, Mr. Smith? Please do. Yeah. It seems to me that
1: the um, the earlier focus of Mr. Uh, Badao here on human greed, you do remember he said that he found himself wondering whether. A party that was devoted to the concept of human greed could have a hope to get a majority of the right people vote for it. Now, uh, the, the author of Myra Breckenridge is well acquainted with the imperatives of human greed. <laughs> I
0: would like to say that if there were a contest for Mr. Myra Breckinridge, he would unquestionably win it. For uh, Mr.
1: Vidal to give us the pleasure of his infrequent company by coming back from Europe where he lives, in order to uh, disdain the American democratic process and uh, to uh, contemn uh, a particular party as engaged in the pursuit of human greed requires us to understand it all in its sensitive definitions. Well, I don't think that
0: they're going to vote for any of your candidates unless, by some terrible accident, the Democrats get split hopelessly at Chicago, which could well happen, and Eugene McCarthy's people not vote. In which case, I think uh, that Richard Nixon might very well become the next president, And I shall make my occasional trips to Europe longer. Yes, uh, I think a lot of people hope you uh, will. uh. And, Chairman, Wisconsin is proud to cast its 30 votes for the nominee of this convention, Richard M. Nixon. Nixon
2: has won. Mr. Chairman, delegates to this convention, my fellow Americans, eight years ago, I had the highest honor of accepting your nomination for President of the United States. Tonight, I again proudly accept that nomination for President of the United States. As we look at America, we see cities enveloped in smoke and flame. We hear sirens in the night. We see Americans dying on distant battlefields abroad. We see Americans hating each other, fighting each other, killing each other at home. And as we see and hear these things, millions of Americans cry out in anguish, did we come all this way for this? Did American boys die in Normandy and Korea and in Valley Forge for this? Listen to the answer to those questions. It is another voice. It is a quiet voice in the tumult of the shouting. It is the voice of the great majority of Americans, the forgotten Americans, the non-shouters, the non-demonstrators. They're not racist or sick. They're not guilty of the crime that plagues the land. They are black, they are white, they're native born and foreign born, they're young and they're old. They work in America's factories, they run America's businesses, they serve in government. They provide most of the soldiers who died to keep us free. They give drive to the spirit of America. They give lift to the American dream. They give steel to the backbone of America. They're good people. They're decent people. They work and they save and they pay their taxes and they care. Like Theodore Roosevelt, they know that this country will not be a good place for any of us to live in unless it's a good place for all of us to live in. I see another child tonight. He hears the train go by at night and he dreams of faraway places where he'd like to go. Seems like an impossible dream. But he has helped on his journey through life. A father who had to go to work before he finished the sixth grade sacrificed everything he had so that his sons could go to college. A gentle Quaker mother with a passionate concern for peace quietly wept when he went to war, but she understood why he had to go. A great teacher, a remarkable football coach, an inspirational minister, encouraged him on his way. A courageous wife and loyal children stood by him in victory and also in defeat. And in his chosen profession of politics, first there were scores, then hundreds, then thousands, and finally millions worked for his success. And tonight, he stands before you nominated for President of the United States.